0: hello 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 this is extreme orange welcome to, to, to the extreme, extreme, extreme exchange today i'm going <laughs> with my friend. <laughs> good friends from primary <laughs> okay. hello and welcome to another episode of the extreme exchange today i have the pleasure of speaking with megan and gareth say hi.
1: hi hi
0: so as you'll notice They are the first guests who are not the same age as me to be on the show and I'm very very excited to speak to them. So we know each other because we used to be, um, well we used to be, I used to be under their care in the Boys Brigade back in school Um, and they are currently still volunteering as officers there serving and guiding the new generation of boys that joined the program. So Megan is currently a student at NTU and Gareth is currently working. So thank you so thank you both so much for making the time to be here. Something that that you know I've always been very curious about is what kind of struggles that, that a ministry could face because um, I mean it's not it, it, I think everybody can agree that when you join a ministry whether it's church whether it's BB or some other uh, Christian organization there will always be you know problems that come up and and um, I guess there are the surface level like the the operational problems like logistically we have issues and um, yeah, things like that. But one of the ones I wanted to focus on was manpower. So um, given the nature of like BV as a, like a volunteer uh, group, right, I think, it, is it fair for me to say that, that there will inevitably be times where maybe manpower is short or, or you know, we have a surplus of people volunteering, things like that?
2: Um, I think like men, power I mean did not use the word man powers because I mean it, it rings a different it means okay, something yeah, else yeah. but mm. yeah I think just um, the struggle of having people back to serve is definitely a big thing um, and I think for me it's not really like quantity but it's more like quality mm. because when you're in a volunteer volunteer organization you, you struggle with trying to find people who, who are kind of like fully aligned with, with the ministry and I think we put ourselves sometimes in an awkward situation where we actually don't really agree with, like the person doesn't agree with what, what our direction is for the company, right? But we also, we also can't ask them to leave, right? So I think yeah. that's that is something that um, I don't think I struggle with because uh, I can choose who I want to work with because I'm on-the-ground officer, right? But people yeah. like Gareth, and you're leading the company and stuff like that, I think it's definitely a challenge to find people that, um, to get people back with the right intentions, though. Or like sometimes when you're a legit just short manpower, like you really don't have someone to lead another cohort, and then you kind of ask yourself, like, is it worth asking this person to come back or not? And every, and every like, for, I think, for, for someone like Gareth, it's more like every decision that they make on whether to bring someone in or not, it really impacts the rest of the, um, the officers that he work, he or she works with, with because our team is so, like, we work, we work quite closely together, that we're quite tight-knit. So, you know, even if one or two people that don't really fit well in or, like, don't have the right intentions can actually really, like, disrupt everything else and, there's that balance that um, I think is a struggle in terms of like, uh, letting someone back um, to serve with you know, maybe like, it's good for them as an individual but may not be good for the team. Or like, it's good for the team but may not be good for the individual. And then there's that balance that you have to strike as a leader. That sensitivity to the spirit also to know whether this is the person's season or not. Yeah, it's something that I think weighs more on Gareth's shoulders than on mine. But I guess for me, when I was like, recruiting or like, I, like, looking through to see which primers I wanted to ask to come back, I had to take into account a lot of like um your past experience in BB, mm-hmm. and then seeing how maybe like your previous experiences may not make you ready, or you may come back with the wrong mindset. And and I don't want and I didn't want um I knew that certain things in the way that we did that we were as officers um because of your the the, the past that you have experienced would draw you away from God if you did this ministry. And then for me, that was the reason why like, I didn't want to ask just everyone like, Everyone who I thought was suitable to to come back. And I had to like weigh out all these things in my head, I guess, before um approaching people. So mm. I think that's like the manpower struggle on my part. Yeah. But I think everyone definitely has a lot more struggle in this area.
1: No, actually I think Megan summarized it pretty well. Uh yeah, I think she said more than I wanted to say. Not not that I want her to say less. <laughs> but, but yeah, you 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 put it you put all my struggles into words. Um I I I think uh, let me let me give a more theoretical answer, uh, because actually Megan's given given you my personal answer. Um, the truth is, yeah, we 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 don't have a shortage of officers. We have a shortage of committed officers, mm-hmm. and um, like in any ministry, um, every ministry will always have this problem. And if they don't have this problem and people are all dying to sign up, uh then the problem becomes, as Mingan say, the alignment of values. Right. Um, because very often when people want to come back and surf, uh it's it's usually not uh a... for the right reasons, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's very hard to it's very hard to explain. But the general idea is that if you're dying to come back and surf, usually usually not all the time. Um, but usually, most of the time, it's not for the right reason. Mm. People usually want to come back because they want to change things, they, they want to they want to change things or they want to relive their experiences or they want to build their kingdom or mm. their version of uh, a ministry which they think is better than the one that they have been, uh, that they have gone through. Yeah. So it, it represents a big, big challenge for us. But Um, Speaking of which, um, I've heard many um, talk to many leaders about these kind of issues, like manpower issues, Mm. and everyone's going through the same thing. What we always say is that God will provide. I think that that is true to some degree. I and I and I I think this may sound a little uh, uh, inflammatory to say that uh, it's not always the case. I believe that um, God's work done God's way. Will never lack God's supply. Mm. Um, I think that was Hudson Taylor who said it, and he was a he was a, a missionary who went to China. Okay, uh, he didn't have money, he didn't have a lot of things. But the fact of the matter is that we keep thinking that um, everyone wants their ministry to thrive and to survive, mm. um, and we think that because God is our backer, God will always supply. But if you look across history. There are so many ministries that have closed down. There are so many churches that have closed down. There have even been churches who have become mosques. Okay. So the fact of the matter is that we are always lack like manpower. Okay. Mm. And that lack is good because that lack reminds us that we must continually be dependent on Christ. And if right. we're not, then we just run this like an uh, organization. You know, we have a very attractive program, we have a very attractive kind of ministry and then um, it's all about packaging and then people just come and then it no longer becomes for the right reason. Mm. I, I get that people don't come for the right reasons all the time, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I recognize that God um, can use ministry to change people. So it's always a balance. La. It's like Megan said, la, you know, there will never be such a thing as full alignment. Yeah. And um, you, you, you just sometimes have to take people as they are. But if, if you, you have to remember that, as I said earlier, we, we tend to see our officers as shepherds. If you take in a shepherd that can cause harm, then we have a problem. Yeah, So that, that's why we, generally when it comes to manpower, we need to exercise a lot of discernment, we need to exercise mm-hmm. prayer, and uh, sometimes we need to not just pray really hard, but we have to challenge and speak to people. Mm-hmm. Although I've talked to missionaries before, and they believe that uh, all this can be accomplished by prayer alone. And uh, to some de- and and to a large degree, that's actually true. If you can, if you're willing to pray, and if God is willing to back your ministry, then mm, you know God will provide, la. Yeah. So I guess
0: since we're on the on that topic, right? We've we've raised like we've highlighted that this is an issue, or at least it's something that needs to be paid attention to. So how do y'all like practically go about trying to discern? I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, if the answer is just you know careful prayer and speaking to them, it it, it makes sense lot to me. Is, is that is that what you're doing?
2: Mm. I think for me, when I'm like what I mentioned just now, it's more um it's definitely prayer, like praying that I when I when I'm thinking through the thought process and stuff, that I remember that at the end of the day it's God's ministry. Lah, and. And when I do that, then, okay, I think that affects me a lot. Like when I, when I make a decision or when I make like a, a decision seemingly my own logic or like observation of situations around me, I will pray first like, so that I get the alignment. I know that I myself am aligned with God yeah. before, um, as I make those decisions and I trust that if I'm making a wrong decision, that his spirit will like, let me know. Yeah. So um, I think for me, logically, it's to see what, um, to see what the person has experienced. And that's I said relationship building is very important. Because when I build a relationship with the person, I know what the person is like and I know what I'm doing, right? I know what I do in the officers team and what an officer is meant to be like. And then I can see which person is suitable for the role or not. So I think a large part for me, at least when I'm dealing with my own cohort and who I want to bring, who I want to ask to come back, um, it's a lot about knowing who they are and whether they're suitable for the role. Or, um that's a very logical answer, right? Like you ask yeah. yourself um in each situation, in each role, can they fulfill it or not? Can they fulfill it or not? Can they fulfill it or not? Or like um. It also helps, I guess, when they come in, it helps us to to do that, to have a relationship with them, to know what they're like. It helps us to put them in a place where they're most unneeded as well. Because you coming in as a new, as someone who's new to the organization and and the ministry and things like that, as a leader, you must know where's the best place that that they'll be most suited to grow in. Mm. Yeah, Um, but I guess also uh, asking people around, like, oh, do you think this person is suitable to come back? Generally, the more opinions that, you get you gather the, the easier it is for you to make a decision on whether the person's suitable or not. Yeah. And I think a large topic is also whether the person's willing law. Yeah. Um, and then just asking the person questions like why do you want to come back and things like that. And sometimes it's it is revealed very easily when they haven't even thought about it before. So there's an instinct to them, right? And that's something that um I will guard against though. Mm. Like they just say, oh I, I just want to come back because it's like interesting or like I just want to continue what I am now. I don't want to break out that routine. Then that's something that um I'll always start them to stop reading about it first before you get back to me, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that it's just some things, but I mean a lot of times also um for people who don't fully know why it's also just interesting to give them a chance and then see what happens when they are put in a new situation um and then trust trust that like what Gareth mentioned like their character and their values are, are aligned um and you'll know that from knowing them now yeah, so that's yeah. move
0: to Gareth. Oh, he's talking to his mom. Okay. Um. Gareth, yes. To
2: my mom. Oh. I <laughs> Gareth, mom <in> at <laughs>
1: one.
0: Guest entrance. Just- okay. So, um, I mean, okay, Gareth, do you have anything else? That I'm gonna move on. Really.
1: Uh, not really, nah, But um, if if you have you heard of FAT? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. yeah, 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 so we tend to choose fat leaders, lah. um, but mainly the, the, the thinking is mainly according to what Megan says. Um, but but um, the, the standard ministry answer is to choose fat leaders, fat leaders are faithful, available, and teachable, yeah. So, I, I think as, I, I mean, I won't go into great detail, but the general idea is that you have to be available to serve. You, if you every time are not free are not free, then we, no yeah, one yeah. can use you, God can't use you, right? Then, if you're not teachable, um, then you, you you have your own ideas, you're stubborn, you, yeah. you won't care with others, that's a problem. And lastly, if you're not faithful, that means when there's a disaster, you go, or when the going gets tough, you go, or... Mm-hmm you 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 you're not consistent, then we have a you have a problem. Lah, because that, we require we, we these kind of people in ministry. Yeah. Um, for me recently, what um I've been trying to do with officers and usually um what what I do in CloudCoin is that I let the former OICs go and do their kind of thing, talk to them and and then we, we go through a list of people. Um, they're always unlikely candidates, but sometimes unlikely candidates can also do an incredible job. Um, after the OIC talks to them already, and the OIC says okay, then I will talk to them. So I will be like the final gate. Mm. When I sit down and talk with them, one thing I would challenge them to do is to go and pray about it. Like, and when I say pray about it, don't be like, uh, "Oh, you're going pray about it," and then come back to me. I want to hear. Um, I want you to ask God for a green light. I want you to ask God for permission. Because, as much as I believe that God directs people, I also believe that God also um, gives ministry um, as a gift to people to grow them, to, for them to um, uh, become deeper in Christ, and for them to enjoy relationships and friendships in ministry. So, um, if you want to serve in this area, ask for green light. Ask God. And then, when they have got that green light, I will sit down with them and ask them a little bit more what that green light is. Um, this is something new that we're doing. Um, it's something that we used to do with respect to mission trips. So when I was a boy, um, what Mr. Um would do is he would, he would tell everyone on a mission trip, you don't come for a mission trip unless God gives you the green light. Mm. That's just a mission trip, no. It's just seven yeah. to 14 days. Th- this, is, this is way higher commitment. And so, I don't think it is unreasonable for me to ask someone to really, not just pray, like pray and like, oh, I didn't hear anything from God. So, I think God is going to Yeah. But, but to really hear from God and have a certain level of conviction. And that con- level of conviction is important because when the going gets tough, when they're dry, when they're weary, um, when the work is starting to eat into them, I can at least point to what they prayed, what their conviction was, and say that, hey, God has called you here, right? Or at least you wanted to be here and God has said yes, right? So if God has called you to be here, then God's ministry will not let God supply. So you can go because you have God's backing, you have God's blessing and God is leading you. So th- I think I think that's very important as a basis. So it's not just getting the right people, but really uh, bringing God into the picture, letting him be the one to send.
0: Mm. I hope I hope you all enjoyed that conversation. I mean, I hope that it was insightful in some way, or you know, got you thinking a bit more. Um, yeah, and I, I, yeah, just thank you for taking the time to to be here as well. So, um, thanks so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Extreme Exchange. Goodbye.
1: Bye. <laughs> okay.